Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Big Brother fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. have questions or comments, call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go. Play with magic. Yeah. Boy, you should know what you're 
Hi, everyone. Happy Manic Monday. Welcome, Big Brother fans. It's 7-24-2017. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. Thank you so much for being here tonight for Manic Mondays with our host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10. She's got a great guest lined up for her uh, tonight, and it's going to be a great show from Big Brother 17 and Big Brother Over the Top. Jason Roy will be here to chat with Michelle about BB19, the big battle back competition that aired on Friday night, and all the craziness that's been going down in the Big Brother house since the return of the winner. If you have a question or a comment you'd like to share with Michelle and Jason during our live show tonight, call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. 237 Once you're on our switchboard, please press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air. And if you don't press the number one key, your call may not get picked up. Now, I'll bring on our host. And let's get it started in here. Happy Manic Monday, Michelle. How are you? Hey, Terry Pie. Hello, everybody out there in a Manic Monday land. So excited to be back. We're going to be talking, of course, Big Brother 19. There was so much to talk about, so much happening, so much going on now, whether it's on the show or outside of the show with the fans and some, uh, I guess you could say, family members of guests on. Right, Terry? There's a lot going on right now in this, uh, you know, big brother world. Um, Just so that we can just get this out of the way now, um, I know Terry has to really quickly maybe talk about Jason. He's not here tonight. How's Jason doing, Terry? Not Jason Um, that's going to be on special guests. Our uh, our Jason Lee, Jason. our Jason Lee, uh, I believe he may be calling in, but he, where he lives, he he does live in a trailer, and they were hit by a terrible storm. Um, trees were everywhere, knocked down, and he was without electric for about, I think about twelve and a half hours, but his internet. Uh, line was also knocked down and so he is without internet as well so you might have noticed that we didn't have our glorious poster that we always have made by Jason Um, and we just miss him so much but he him and his mom are safe and that is the most important part right Cherry exactly that's the most important part Um, they you know, they weren't injured in any way. There was just a lot of cleanup, and um, I think their car was dented from, you know, one of the tree branches that fell and that kind of thing. But they are safe, and it's just difficult for him because, you know, he, they like to, you know, have their Internet, TV, and all that kind of stuff. So they're patiently waiting to get Internet back and, so they're basically like stuck to, in the uh, 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are both back to the future, technically. 
Um, well, well, and, and in this weather, season. being without AC for 12 and a half hours, oh. I'm sure was not uh, easy for them either. I don't know no bueno. what the temperature was when they were without their power, but Saturday here in St. Louis, we got up to 108 degrees with a heat index of 116 degrees. That's hot. We had a heat wave. We got up to the uh, high uh, 90s, almost hundreds, but uh, we didn't get to that point, but we did have four days of straight. So that's hot, Jerry. Hot tamales. Yeah. The whole week yep. was like that. I mean, we were in like 103, 105, 103, you know, but then Saturday hit to 108, and it's just been unbelievably hot. Finally, this week, we've cooled down a little bit, and we're back down into the 90s, you know. It's like a, a, yeah. a cool, that's a cool, that's a cool you know? off right there. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's back good. down to the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um we had a heat wave for four days, so yesterday it had about 99. Today, uh, record low, 63. So we don't know what's going on here. <laughs> but we'll throw some of that 63 down towards Jason and towards Terry and all to you guys out there, too. Um, one other thing, I know you guys have sent me a lot of messages, um, so I just want to let everybody know, yes, I did have another allergic reaction yesterday. <sighs> Um, woke up, uh, in hives again, uh, finally went to my doctor today. She finally understood that I, I need to be seen. Like I was, I had sent her a message, like, I'm going to dump you. Like we're on dumping grounds right now because there's, there should be no need for me not to have seen you the first time. So just everybody know that, um, I'm getting blood work tomorrow to find out what the hell I'm allergic to. So, are they doing the test where they, they poke you with the with all the things you might be possibly allergic to? Actually, doing blood work, blood work to find out what I'm allergic to. They're gonna see what it is. If um if anything is found, they say that's the the best way to find out. Uh, but the only thing is that um even with a little bit of uh allergic reaction, even if you don't have allergies towards it very minuscule will come up. So I might have like many things I'm allergic to. Um, so at that point, when we find out the blood results and we see what my blood work says, then from there we will uh, try to break it down. But um, yeah, I can't believe it. Oh, exactly a week to the day, even on steroids, I had an allergic reaction. So um Screw you, steroids and everything. I hate you, and I hate you, hives, and anybody out there dealing with that stuff. Um, I can't. I don't even know. I like. I looked like a monster again. And let's just put it's this so way, guys. Weird. I showed. I showed the How doctor my changes. pictures of me. Yeah, I showed the pictures because I took pictures to show my doctor. She screamed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> when I showed her the pictures, she went and screamed. And then she looked at me and said, yes, you look like a monster. So that's my doctor for you guys. Take that with a grain of salt when your own doctor screams and she sees the pictures. So It's so weird how your me, body changes I, when you haven't have been allergic to something for all your life and then all of a sudden one day you're allergic. You know, it's just bizarre uh, to me that that can happen. But it's happened to me too. Yeah. I've 
I've been all my life I could take any kind of antibiotics, and all of a sudden one day I became allergic to penicillin. Yikes. And That's scary. Yeah, just out of the blue. And, you know, you just don't know how or why your body changes like that. Yeah. It's just It's very scary. Bizarre. Your body does change every yeah. seven years. And um, my doctor screaming when I showed him my pictures, I'm like, I told you on the phone that I need to see you. And you told me I'd be fine. And now I'm a week later with my uh, same allergic reaction. So please, people, get a second opinion. Never really go by what your doctor that you think is your doctor's best opinion. Don't ever go by that because I went into anaphylactic shot. My throat Ooh. started closing up. Yeah, it was bad. See, that's not good. Um, always get a second opinion if you have that gut feeling. I had the gut feeling, and I actually called my doctor on Sunday, and I told her um, her voicemail. Um, some very not nice things. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> There's a question um, for you in the chat room. Yes. What is it? Oh, did I change birth control? No, I am on no medications whatsoever. The only medications that I was on was um, the steroids that was given to me to get rid of the last uh, allergic reaction that I was having, which was Saturday at the hospital that I took myself to. So I'm not on any meds. So that that takes down that theory of if it's medication, so it's either food or, I guess, airborne, whether it be dust, pollen. Uh, I think I might be allergic to work. I don't know if that comes up on your blood work. Michelle is allergic to work. Maybe it's the administration. <laughs> I'm to the government. I think a lot of us are, actually. <laughs> Put us all on meds. We're all allergic to the government. Um, I know a lot of people ask me, shampoo, hairspray, have I changed lotions? No, but do I know if they change their formula? I don't know. I've changed my laundry detergent to dye-free, hyperallergenic, fragrance-free. I did all that last week because I tried to do everything on my own, seeing that I felt like I was on my own. So uh, I don't well, you're wear makeup. On so. switchboard. Well, let's, uh, yes, enough of that, enough of whatever has been going on. Um, hopefully I'll be able to give you guys answers next week. Um, without further ado, we have so much to talk about. Big Brother 19 is crazy, and I want to know, along with all you out there, listening or on the chat room or will be listening what my boy that I love and I miss so much has to say. So without further ado, this cherry pie, let's bring up our special guest. From Big Brother 17 and BBOTT2, we have Mr. Jason Roy with us. Hi, Jason. Hey, ladies. Hey, babe, what's going on? Happy Manic Monday. Hey, how are you, honey? Well, it doesn't sound oh. too good. You sound sick as a dog. No, I mean, sick as in, like, I'm allergic to the world, I guess. But um, Right. Yeah, 
I've just had uh, two allergic reactions in the last week, so um, we'll figure it out, Jason. Well, you know what it is? I'm allergic because you're not around. I need you back here with me. You know what? That's that's definitely what it is. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I haven't been right since you've been gone. But anyway, how's life in L.A.? Talk about life in L.A. How's everything going with you, babe? Life in L.A. is great. Um, it's very um, L.A. It's very different. Um, I like it, though. I'm having a great time. I've just been, um, like, working odd jobs and living life out here and loving it, and everything's been great. Oh, that's so wonderful. We're just so glad that you're getting used to the West Coast, and, you know, you still love the East Coast, though, right? Which coast oh, would you I'll, prefer, I'll East or West? I'll be an East Coast boy, but he ain't, I can't, I don't have the time for any more winters, girl. Out here, it'd be hot. I'd be sweating like a mother, but um, I'd rather be sweating than wearing a coat. Amen to that. I I am with you on that. Well, I'm glad that you are living it up in La La Land. Oh, thank you. You thank haven't been you. on Manic Monday in a while. Uh, yes. Actually, since Big Brother 19 has started, uh, there's a lot of things we're going to get into. So um, first off, let's just quickly talk about Big Brother 19 overall. What do you? What is your, your overview of what's been happening? And then we will get into the nitty gritties. So. Who you like to be not? Who you want to smack in the face? Come on. Overall, I am absolutely loving it as a season. Love. Um, I think that it almost has some classic where we're really having, you know, arguments every week and every episode, and we have real explosive personalities this year. I'm really enjoying it. I'm thinking it's making for great TV. Now, there's the opposite side of the coin to that of, okay, well, which one of these people you want to be friends with? And I would say, honestly, not many of them have come across too endearing, but um, we all know that this is a game, and you're not supposed to, you know, if you're you're wasting time trying to be the most likable person while playing, you're probably getting outplayed by someone who doesn't care about looking likable. So, um, I think that we just have a really interesting group this year, and I am loving it. And how how it's all worked out thus far is just going to even make for more of an interesting season. So I think it's been great thus far. But um, yeah, for for most of it, I think that all I think almost all the house guests are crazy this year. Yes, which we love. So thank you very yes, much, you- Robin Cass. <laughs> love. I feel like they're absolutely insane. And it's making for absolutely amazing television. So um, I shout out to everyone in casting. Shout out to Big Brother because I think it's a really a good year for them. Absolutely. Um, okay, where do we begin? Would we start? We don't really have a starting point because we're just going to go all over the freaking place. But let's start off by talking about Paul. What do you think about Paul being a, a guest, well, a returnee? Do you think it was needed that he came back? I mean, I think our our cast was well off without him. So what do you think about the uh, the fact that Paul is back in the house? You know, I have on my Twitter especially, I have not been um... – I have not laid off Paul just because I know him in person. I've definitely judged him like I've judged all house guests, like oh, like all fans do, because we're all watching the show and we're all having opinions on people. And I think um, my biggest problem with Paul in the house is that everyone is a minion to him, but I don't have a problem with Paul returning in general. As you know, I was the only returning on OT, and um, there's only one other person that has ever done that, which is Mr. Mr. Jesse Spectacular. 
So it's sort of an exclusive club to be um, a returnee when you're the only one. And I think it, it is it's making for an interesting um, scene. I think that as much as it looked like we didn't need Paul, he has become an essential character to it, and therefore I do feel like we did need Paul. Did we need Cameron? I mean, we never really got Cameron, but would Cameron be giving us storylines like Paul is? I don't know. Absolutely not. I agree. I think that I would have done either with or without Paul, but Paul has brought something interesting. And you said the word minions. By minions, do you mean that everybody has fallen into the trap of leaving the vet around, even though Paul has been safe? Yes, I think that most of them are, as exactly as Cody has said on occasions, they are more beta-type people, and they are just willing to, at least for now, go with whoever is going to lead them. So if Paul is someone that will lead others, and everyone is just latching onto him. It's just sort of funny how different um, my returning experience was. I mean, there was a few people that latched onto me, but I think that was on a personal basis. And then everybody else wanted me out because I was a veteran. But it's funny, these these people this year seem to need a lot of help. So um, Paul is definitely the shepherd leading the sheep to water. But um, I don't think that these sheep really understand that. Like, they, it's the water's going to be poisoned, honey, because Paul's trying to win that money. Okay, so we talked a lot about this on our last show. Um, they didn't really touch base on it too much on the CBS show. But as us live feeders... And our yes. big brother, super duper fans, um, the infamous black mask, black face, whatever you want to call it. Yes. And it was on TMZ and everything. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that it was overplayed think, by the BB fans? Think, Do you think, think that he was told to lay it down a little bit? You know what I mean? I mean, I definitely think that it spiraled out of control into something probably bigger than it was. I think the initial comment of it wasn't an intelligent comment or, you know, to, to, to initially even that without noticing that maybe this could look offensive. I mean, I think there are mistakes made by Paul in that scenario, but I think it's also what us BD, BD fandom do. We blow everything up like, you know, one comment is the red button to the news. So um, I think that it's just something that spiraled out of control. Uh, and but honestly, good thing, good. TMZ is free promotion, honey. All TMZ is doing is telling you to turn in CBS at eight o'clock on whatever, whatever, and whatever. So um, I don't think that necessarily it may not be a good thing for Paul in his life to ever have been branded looking like that. But um, it for and on a real tip, it's a good thing for Big Brother. I definitely brought more emphasis. I mean, we had. Um, Perez, who was on the Big Brother celebrity version, he brought light to it. So that's actually bringing people from um, international Big Brother to want to see what he was talking about. So if anything, it's bringing more of a uh, conversation about it, Um, whether it's right or wrong. It's something that we all need to talk about, and everybody has their opinion on it. So right. it really is what it is at that point. At this point, I think the real gist of it is going to be when people come out of the house and what happens when what they have to deal with, and that's just something that people have to deal with, no matter what they say. Um, how mm-hmm. how how do you going back the second time? Right? Did you catch yourself t- sometimes trying not to say certain things and use certain words? Like how you difficult know was it to? 
be able to express this, yourself sometimes. This is the funny thing. I did a lot of that the first time I was there. The first time I really realized this is a TV show and this is being broadcast and there are live feeds and you have to be careful about what you say and what can be taken in and out of context. And the second time was sort of just like, oh, I'm back here at this ski resort or whatever again. I really didn't take it, especially not even knowing or knowing it was not broadcast and was on the Internet. I took it a whole lot less serious. So I actually didn't have too many moments in OTT where I was thinking, oh, this is actually probably not a good idea. This doesn't look good. But I think that is um, one of the traits of the best Big Brother house guests people that are actually not trying to change their actions because of how it looks. I want I want to see the raw organicness. And this is what brings me to, um, as much as I don't think she's a very nice person, I think Jessica this year is one of our best house guests ever because she is just always going to do the moment. She's going to have that fight. She's going to do it all. And that is good TV and a good house guest. That's entertainment. Yes, I'm Team Jessica. I mean, I know her mom, and I didn't even know that I knew her mom till after I was even Team Jessica. So, um, of course, I got to root for her. And she's from Rhode Island, so yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> I see that spunky Rhode Islandness in her. Um, let's talk about Jessica bringing her up. Um, okay, so we talk about um, being up on a pedestal being, you know, first week or so up on the top, then it went to down on the bottom. Everything flips on you. Um, it goes up and down all around. And now we've seen it this week, Jason. I mean, mm-hmm. is anything possibly everything that could happen to her good? It's happened. One, it's she happened. has the DOT, right? Two, Cody came back. Three, she won HOH. Four, she won the veto. Boom. She stayed safe through the eviction. Didn't have to use it. Like, talk about this up and down spiral that we call this game Big Brother that we love so much, and we can just see it in that game that Jessica's playing right now. Oh, yeah. I and mean, she's definitely – she's had a few hard weeks, and she caught a break this last week, and it's been a big break. She's got a lot going for her now. But it's now is really where we really see how good of a player Jessica is because she can just use all the power she has temporarily to just keep herself and Cody safe for just that short time span. But it's going to be seeing how she uses these extra benefits to get her even farther than those benefits actually last. But uh, we'll see what happens this week. You know, I, she's got all the power this week, but I, I be up on the live feeds and I see them talking, and it seems like no matter if Jessica wins every competition, she still might never get her way in that house. Well, it's kind of reminding me of Janelle's status. And what I mean by that is, as we all know, Janelle, if she wasn't the HOH, she had to win the veto. Why? Because she was up on the block. And then the following week she would win. And then she was up on the block. Then she would win the veto. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's basically what she's got to do because Cody, as we all know, I mean, he will get himself into situations a little bit more difficult than Jess. I think Jess has more of a people skills. um, Oh, yes. And she's actually going to be able to help. If I was a house guest, I would want to leave Cody around forever. Bring him to final two because it's like the ultimate goat. You don't, you you know, go in survivor terms of you bring the person that everyone hates the most. 
And um, I don't think that Cody is ever going to smooth anyone over in there, even if they, these people work with him for one week or the next. I think that nobody really is going to like him too much. So, um, it, honestly, Jessica is a way bigger threat than he is to me at this point. Now, what did you think about the HOH competition? First off, okay, Paul brings in the minions. Paul brings in the minions, right? Jason, and he has this powwow talk. He says, there's ten of us, and there's two of them. We can take them. And we watched the flies drop uh, one by one by one by one. And then the most craziest thing that could possibly happen. I don't know about you guys. I can't with the scooter. I cannot with the scooter. We'll talk about the scooter in a minute. Um, The person who stays near the closest to the end is Christmas out of all of them. What the They dropped like flies. What the hell? They were talking shit, and then look what happened. Well, you know, I've done a comp very similar to that in OTT, and it is a very – it's a very intensive, just on one, you know, just on your wrist or just on your arm. And I mean, you look at Christmas in her diary room. She may have had a broken foot, but she ain't gotten them broken at big biceps or whatever they call those muscles. She is stacked. So I can see that Christmas, <laughs> it has a longevity in the physicality to have been able to hold that up so long. And Jessica is a little, you know, like, cheerleadery shaped girl i'm sure she'd be out here doing the cardio and the fitness plan so um it is it is i can see both of them going very strong in that comp because that comp is a very um focused and um just physically draining it it's uh, as much as you think oh it's actually only holding up your arm just standing up for that long can become mind-numbing which maybe helped maybe it helped christmas as she was leaning on her little uh chariot of fire <laughs> I can't. I can't. All right, we'll talk about the scooter in a bit. Um, okay. So we obviously seen as people dropped Jason, they could put a punishment on whomever they chose, and it's so weird that it yes. was a lot of Cody and Jess, and they still made it near the end, and others who didn't even get cement poured well, on drop like flies. Come on, you now. know how it goes. So that can just put the fire under your under your wings. It, it, keep dumping trash on me because you've only made me want to stay up here even longer. And I think everyone else is doing the smart social thing and just, at, you know, going with whoever's villainized right now and not trying to throw anything else at anyone else. But I was really hoping that somebody would say, you know what, let's throw some trash at this one. Let's throw some oil on this one because um, it wasn't exciting just seeing Cody looking like, you know, Oscar the Grouch when everyone else was, like, untouched. Oscar the Grouch is right. I mean, he had the trash, the cement. It was, like, up to his waist. <laughs> he like built him a paint. trash island. I was like, this poor man is in a trash island, and now you're like spraying ketchup on him too. And I don't, I shouldn't say poor man because I actually think he's like an asshole for most of the things that he says. But um, just because you're an asshole doesn't mean you're not an exciting Big Brother character to watch. You know, I'm I'm not a Cody fan. Um, I am a Cody fan in the the assumption of the fact that he is assumed to be bad and mean and mean mugging but i was actually really <laughs> excited that he came back um jason and that he won that like let's talk about the battle back real quick okay so the four it was dominique it was cody 
It was Cameron, if everybody remember Cameron, Cameron was there for 12 hours, and then we have Jillian, okay? <laughs> yeah. So they all competed, um, and so the competition was the four of them. They played the maze. Two of them um, would make it to the next round. Um, so what are your thoughts on the fact that they, you know, did the maze and all that, like just the battle back itself, well, you know, knowing that Jillian they wouldn't even come back with. if it's a possibility? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jillian was helpless at that maze. So I think that even by the minute it started, it was clear that Jillian had no chance. I was a bit surprised that Cameron um, eventually did win within that first round. But I think that the whole episode, I was sort of sitting there just going, okay, so when's Cody going to get back in? Because uh, I can't imagine any of those other people actually beating him at most of those comps. Um. Yeah, I mean, we we already knew that. We were just kind of waiting, like you said, when is he going back? I mean, but I think it would have been amazingly interesting to have seen Dominique come back because of, of how she went out that week and how much um, Twitter, Twitter was rallying to give um, her the actual um, halting hex that was given to Jessica because they thought it would have saved her. And I think it would have been interesting to see all these people who had – um, so united against Dominique to now have to know that Dominique's still here. Um, it's sort of the classic Audrey thing now, though, that Dominique's out. Um, if Cody wouldn't have come back, we would have really seen an interesting shakeup this week of who would have been the main target. Um, but I think that Dominique coming back would have been really interesting. But Cody and Jessica reunited is TV gold. Um, I think that they are a showman that we will be talking about um, from years from now. They are uh, Brendan and Rachel. They are um, so, like, iconic. And it's funny. It's funny. Now, a lot of people are questioning and saying there's no way in hell that Jessica won it. Okay, let's go back a little bit because I think that we need to discuss this. We were well, all I think very this confused. Is, this is part of the thing with Twitter, too, is especially after OTT, Twitter thinks what they say goes, and they think, no, the most people that are saying this right now are saying A. But um, that may have worked for OTT because Twitter really was a large majority of the collective of the people voting. Or looking at any social media was a large collective, and you could really see. But um, – CBS is watched by, you know, everybody's grandma everywhere that doesn't even have AOL dial-up. So um, you can't really think that who is going to win stuff by what the, what the Twitter community or what the Reddit community is really saying because there are so many um, normal, regular viewers that aren't super fans in these BB streets. And also, we were very unaware of what this, particular um, vote was about because from what we gathered, it was going to happen after the eviction. So it was going to be something that was going to be given after. Then it seemed like a couple days before we got some insight that it was going to be given before. So I think a lot of people said on Twitter, as I was reading, Never mind, Dominique is gone. Now let's give it to the next person, which would be Jessica. Vote for Jessica because there's no way, no how, Dominique's going to get it. Because it seemed like that's how it was going to be. It was going to be given after that eviction. Right. Um, so I think that had a lot to do with it. It was the confusion of when the particular 
DOT was going to be given, I think, Jason. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, OTT was the biggest example of how not to go by what Twitter says. But at the same time, there was a confusion on what the particular DOT was and when it was going to happen, correct? Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing, too. Is we're watching things and you're thinking, oh, the Day of Temptation, we always see it on Sunday, so it happens on this day or that day. As much as uh, we know when the seeds are going down for what they're going down for, um, it is one of those things where you never really know what their schedule is going to be like. And you never really know how it's some of these. You just can't always assume that, oh, this temptation is only for this person or that person. I would say if they put a poll up and it says, Dominique's on there to vote for her, then I would say, well, the temptation's even out while Dominique's still in the house. And I think that that's the way I look at any of the polls. If if they have you on there as an option, then they're giving it out before any said eviction night because or else you would be ineligible for that said poll. All right. So just for everybody out there, for you guys to know that, that it's a possibility that Jessica won. I mean, anything is possible. So don't think, why did she win? Why, you know, it's impossible. No, it is. She did. So that's what happens there. Um, and also, I was a little confused, Jason. I don't know if you were too. I wasn't sure whether she could, and I mean by she, I mean Jessica, was it when they say their speeches that she says if she wants to use her DOT, or is it, as Julie's saying, uh, you know, 10 to 0, Dominique, you were evicted, and then Jessica can stand up and say, I want to stop this? Do we even know how it works? We don't. We don't. I'm sure Jessica does. I'm sure, you know, each one, every time we were in that house, anything happens, you know, every care package has like a set of a paper rules that come with it explaining it thoroughly. So I'm sure Jessica understands how it goes. We as viewers probably do not know yet, but I think either one is, you know, if she's stopping it before the vote, that's very coup d'etat. We've seen that before. But I think since there would be no vote or eviction that night, um, I think you could actually, you know, have everyone cast votes. And that when Julie says who is being evicted, um, she would be your chance to use it because, uh, how else would you know? Like Jessica could have had used it when she was on the block with Dominique, um, but didn't because she wasn't going home. But it would have been interesting to see if she used it before or after the vote. I think um, it would be exciting in almost Survivor, hidden immunity idol type of way to use it after the vote and really shock everyone. I think that that makes for good TV moments. I, I agree with you, too. And I also want to say that I'm a little shocked because I didn't know that this was the last DOT. When was that even ever said? I mean, I thought it was going on, like, near till like, near the end, and then we get told that that was the last one. So that was a little bit of a shocker. I think maybe that would have changed a lot of people's votes, right, Jason? Well, I think we're going to have a lot more things, maybe not in the same voting format. I'm sure there will be more temptations and twists. But I think I, I like that there wasn't that many of them. I think that care packages went on for far too long during 18 and during OTT. Um, towards the end of the game, you I don't think you need that many uh, different puzzle pieces constantly getting thrown in and out. So I think that it's good to have the Den of Temptation sort of rock up the pre-jury stage. But now, now we can move on to whatever twist B may be. I always say that they like to sort of have a twist A that we move in with, a twist B that comes around in the middle, and then some sort of quick twist C at the end, 
i.e., you know, reset button season 16 and things like that. So um, I, I, I'm interested to see where they take it now. So the denotation has been fun, but, girl, I'm not going to miss it. Well, I'll just you know say the funniest that. You the show. The funniest thing about watching Big Brother is all I do is notice all the props that were also in houses I lived in. Because, you know, yeah. a lot of these, you know, things end up in, and I'm like, oh, these apples were in my house. Oh, this damn, like, coral in the Den of Temptation. That was in our HOH room. It's funny to see those things. So you had a little nostalgic moment every, uh, a little every show. A nostalgic moment, you know, because there's just so much stuff in that damn Den of Temptation room. But I'm excited to see where we go from here. Um, yeah, and, you know, maybe we'll see a little bit more return of the apple thing. And we haven't even seen what the punishment yet is for uh, Jessica uh, using the um, this is true the uh, halt when she does. So, um, all right, Miss Cherry Pie, um, I believe we have some callers lined up. So I think it's about time to take some calls. What do you say, Cherry Pie? We certainly do. We have Callie from Colorado with us. Hi, Callie. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Hey, hey Callie. Callie, how are you? Hey, I'm good. So, I what just have call? this. Hmm? Nope, go ahead. That's okay. question, girl. Sorry, okay, I was thinking, because nobody seems to want to get Paul out. It's going to be impossible. And I was wondering if the best case scenario would actually be to put him up to next against Raven, because nobody actually wants to bow her out because everybody feels bad for her. Right. I mean, Raven is ultimate pawn. You could put anyone next to Raven. I think that um, Raven is going to be left around. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just not into the Raven thing. I don't know about anybody else, but I get so annoyed by, by her. And you know what? That doesn't take away what she's going through in life, what she's been through in life. She is on Big Brother living her dream out. (laughs) She made it through the physical, the mental, the doctor's visits. And so uh, let that be known that she did. Okay? This isn't like Big Brother Hospital or Hospice. Like, this is crazy. I feel you. This is crazy. You know how socially it goes in that house, and I think that especially with the showman play and, the, you know, Matt playing, the, you know, the main fiddle to her, I think that everyone is going to give her sympathy right up until the end. So then, like um, like Callie was saying, I think the best way to get Paul out was would to be put him against Raven, but it's all depending on when Paul ends up there on the block. Um, how the house has been shaken because Paul is not always going to be king over there. You know, I'm expecting, honestly, um, that Elena is actually going to become one of the alphas. She gives me some Amanda Zuckerman vibes, and I think that when everything breaks and shatters, she will take Mark and some of the other minions against Paul. So it will be interesting to see when Paul does end up there who he's up against. But at this current time, if you if you needed Paul out this week, putting Raven up would probably be your only option. And I think that's why Jessica did not put him up, everybody, just for everybody to know, because Jessica knew she did not have the numbers to get out Paul, which in hindsight no, she does not have the, not. Paul, the numbers to get out Josh, which she will find out. She doesn't but, have the um, numbers to do nothing. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't. Do you have any other questions, my love? Oh, I was actually going to just say I think that's what is going to um, cause 
the Elena fallout is this blind side coming up, which is so stupid to blindside an ally. Yeah, well, you know, you know how it goes in there. You know, if your yeah. if your game moves for the week, do not line up. Sometimes they go from ally to enemy real quick. And it's all about timing because they'll get you eventually. So it's all about who gets who first. Okay, well, thank you. Well, thank you for calling calling in. Thanks so much for calling in, Kelly. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great night. You too, honey. Okay. All right. Our our next caller is Dina. We have Dina. Hi, Dina. Thanks so much for calling in. Hey, guys. Hey, girl. Hey, hey. Dina. Hey, Jason, do you know who this is? Who this Dina girl is? I don't know. Okay, Dina, why don't you, you know give him some, some hints? Birthday. I don't think he heard you. Oh, okay, girl. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. We need a Fuji date. I know, I know. I'm actually talking about planning a trip home just recently. So when I'm there, I'll holler at you. Of course. Dina, what are your questions, thoughts on Big Brother 19, girlfriend? Do you think Jeff and Cody will be like a Jeff and Jordan or Rachel and Brendan? Do you think they're going to last outside (laughs) that? Well, I mean, uh, they're definitely never going to be Jeff and Jordan when Jordan are actually endearing. Um, I actually was yeah. just talking about this last night. I can't really imagine them together in real life, and maybe that is actually um, the most reason that they actually may be the people that do stick around and stay together in real life. Uh, I don't know. I, they, who knows? I, I, I don't, I'm not that invested in their relationship, but um, if they do make it work, good for them. <laughs> do you what think, do you Dina, think that they're going to make it past this? Yeah, like, like, do you think do they're going to, like, I'm yeah, trying I to know. picture it. I don't know if I can picture that. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like she's definitely more the L.A. type, and he's city. I meant uh, country, not really. Yeah, I can't I picture him moving out it. here. Right. He's yeah, not going to move. For her to walk around in a bikini and carry sparklers. Like, I just can't imagine that happening. And I can't really picture her moving into the bayou or wherever he lives in the south. So, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I I would say that that's highly unlikely. But then good for them. Go on and have your good old summer making out and hopefully winning some money. Listen, first he's got to get his alternator fixed. So, before he discusses (laughs) any of that. First, Cody needs to fix his alternator. I saw that as a hashtag today. I was just like, oh, my God. Somebody do a GoFundMe for his alternator. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear about no more GoFundMe. Dina's car. And Dina's car. Yeah. I have by a tree today. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And we we will be saddened to know that Justin Bieber canceled all the rest of his concerts, so I will not be working it, and Dina will not be attending it. So we're very upset with Justin Bieber. So Justin Bieber, fuck you. (laughs) 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 Uh, Dina, that was for you, girl. All right, Dina, I love you. Thank you you for calling in, babe. Have a good night. Thanks, Dina. You too. And we have another caller. 
from Houston. Houston. Hi, Deborah. Hello. Hi, Deborah. Hello. Hi, you're on air. Hi. Hey. Hi. Jason, I just want you to know that I love you. I've always uh, uh you, and every time I hear you on anything, it just brings joy to my heart. Oh, thank you, honey. I love you too. That's so sweet. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on okay. Kevin and the way that he uh, tipped uh, uh, that he tipped Ram- Ramsey's off. Yeah. About going to Jess, even though he's Paul's ally and they're close, I I have a suspicion that Kevin really, really likes Ramses and didn't want to see him go. No, I think that as well. I really think that um, scene of them, I think that they have a good little relationship. I think Kevin is looking for people that are like his, you know, the dad vibe. He's looking for kids in there. And, you know, a lot, as much as all these kids are young, also them are not, you know, they're there to make out on camera. They're not there to have a dad. And I think Ramsey is someone that maybe needs um, a little adult guidance from someone like Kevin, and I I think that they have a really interesting relationship, and I can see Kevin not wanting to um, really do Ramsey bad like that, which is nice because it doesn't seem like Ramsey really has anyone in that house since, you know, since Jillian left. Right, and see, the thing about it is that Kevin knows that Paul has put the wrap of that 25K on Ramsey. Right. And Kevin is privy to a lot of Paul's, you know, inner dealing and inner mingling. And I have a suspicion that he doesn't trust Paul. Who, Kevin? Mm. Kevin. I mean, yeah, no, I think Kevin, Kevin is not a fan. You know, Kevin is not one of these minions that are just going to love Paul because he was so great last season. So uh-huh. I think that Kevin um, has his shield up about everybody, and it's good he's just collecting that information and waiting to use it, because that's the best thing for Kevin. I think Kevin is playing a great game this year. Well, yeah, because he just he's Raven to the teeth. He, he, he really did call Raven out when he said that she was the, I don't, I can't remember exactly, something about the wellest Sick girl, he's ever seen. Yep. Mhm. And and I watch him, you know, and, and uh, just a couple of times he said some things that were kind of problematic to me. But you know, Kevin, yeah. But you know what? Kevin would be my America's favorite player at this point. You Amen. know, I've seen a lot of people saying that. I would think that Kevin is for sure, if not America's favorite, he's definitely in our type top three. I think that he's a dynamic character and America has latched on to him because he's good. He's funny. Very funny. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is Josh. Okay. And okay. I, Josh, he's all up in that camera a lot. But from the beginning, I thought that Josh was very smart. Even if his well, uh, Anxiety and his behavior in the first fifteen days. 
I thought that Josh was really smart because I don't know, it was something about the way that he was playing. I don't think he's been really as nervous and scared because he was always kind of saying, I'm the target, I'm the target. But it kind of reminded me of Karen on uh, BB King Five. Oh, Ooh, you know that's that's a, that's kind of a smart comparison. Um, I can see the elements of Karen in that of just you know always acting like you're in such trouble that you actually almost are never going to be in trouble. Uh, and going, I think to, that, going around to everybody saying it. Right. I I think that Josh is. I hoped he was smart at the very beginning. I think that he probably is a smart kid, but there's two types of people in Big Brother, people that are run with their brain and people that are run with their emotions. And I'm actually an emotions person, so I can actually identify with Josh, but Josh is, Josh is played more heavily by his emotions than I ever was. And um, I think that he's uh, a sweet kid and he's making for really interesting television. I think the meatball thing is a little bit droned out. I'm, I'm tired yeah. of hearing the word meatball. But I think that Josh is another dynamic character and I'm excited we have him this season. And see, we can't, like we smart, can't forget stupid, this about right? Josh. He's like smart, stupid. We, That's what he is. Yeah, yeah. But this thing, another thing about Josh, too, is he watched B.B. King inside. He did. He's, he was yes, all excited about He saw those characters. Yes. He is taking a lot of notes from a lot of the shows. He may be one of the biggest fans in there. Oh, I'm sure he probably is one of the biggest fans. And I, I would say, yeah, he has elements from a lot of these recent players in Canada. And I would like to hope that he is doing it on purpose, but I know how it is to live in that house. And I think that even if you have, you know, a notebook full of all the strategies and everything, I think that somehow you always just fall back into being your own self. So I'd yeah. like to think that Josh is purposely being Karen, but I think that he just may be Karen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, I, I think that your take on uh, BB is always interesting and uh, that uh, you are the GOATs. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes, God. honey. And thank you for supporting now, everything Twitter, I do. Twitter, You're the best. On Twitter, Woo-hoo. I am. I'm. I'm peacemaker with the two little fingers oh, up. Yes, girl. I see you. You, my people. You know I love you. I I love yes. you too, honey. Thank you so much for all your love. Thank you for taking my call, uh, Michelle. You know I love you too. I love you. Thank you so much, babe. Peace, love, and happiness. Peace, love, and happiness. That's all we need. That's all we need. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much, babe. You have a great night, okay? Uh, Have a great evening. Thank you. Thanks for calling, honey. Love you. Bye-bye. Love it. Okay. So let's talk about Josh real quick. Let's talk about the meatball, okay? He's not the, the freaking meatball. regular kind of meatball. We're talking about a Swedish meatball, okay? That's what we're talking about here, okay? And so made like, out of horse? Listen, I love a Swedish freaking meatball, okay? Like Doesn't I said, Doesn't Ikea's make Josh, it out of horses? I don't know. I don't know if I can trust that. Well, let me tell you something. He's like stupid smart, right? But 
I mean that in the best way because I'm a Josh fan. And by right. that, I mean I'm about the entertainment purposes only. And I don't want to see Ramsey go. I don't want to see Ramsey's go. I do not want to see Ramsey's go. He is an innocent bystander in a drive-by shooting. That's what right. he is. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes that's just how it goes. Sometimes it's not about, you know, who you want to see go. It's about who you want to see stay. And, Jason, the house doesn't care if it's Ramsey's. They just want Josh to stay to say F you to Jessica, F you to freaking Cody, right? It's not even even a game move on their end. No, it's it's just spite. It's just a spite thing. But honestly, it is it, it it is smart game room as well. If you go back to the beginning of the season, Josh did show some loyalty to Paul in that first week with the whole Christmas vote. And um, I think that Ramsey's has only ever gone down with loyalty with that sort of group of people that are so willing to send him out over Josh. So as much as it may look like they're just doing out of spite, it is better for a lot of those people's games to leave Josh around because he's going to keep being explosive. He's going to keep making himself a target with his mouth. And all that's going to do is make sure that he's going to go home before most of them do. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And Josh is... What you cannot put your finger on the day of the week, the hour, the minute, the second, because he will be the one that will go after his side. He will be the one to just be the nut, and that's why we need him to win HOH. We need him and, not you know, to be picking Cody and be Jessica. To save him. Those people shouldn't want to save him because they should realize, oh, this kid actually might, when he gets a chance, he's actually not going to, you know, go after Jessica or, you know, Cody. He's actually going to decide to come after one of us. But I don't think anyone's seeing that. So they just are seeing the benefit in him now and not the hindrance. Please, Big Brother Gods, we just want (laughs) you to be able to keep Josh and then have him, you know, slay, I guess, the head of the snake because he's the ass. So in order for the ass to stay, they must slay the head, and the head would be Paul. And it would be just so funny if he were to the one to take out Paul, wouldn't it be? Uh, I mean, it would be, there would be some irony in it. Uh, I, I just, I almost, I want the Paul, I want Paul to stay around as long as Jessica and Cody are staying around. I think that those are our main three um, people in the battle. And I just want to see all of them three take as many shots with each other back and forth. Um, it's kind of giving me like a real classic season vibe. And I just want to, hopefully we lose the minions along the way and we just keep Paul and Cody and Jessica. Because I think that they are our three that are really going to keep battling. And um, as um, Cherry pointed out um, on the chat room, it would kind of be funny if Josh did when HOH went and did his hoopla and put Jess and Cody up and then Jess halted the um, eviction. Oh, amazing. It would be amazing, and I'm hoping that as much as Jessica might not get what she wants this week with um, possibility of the house flipping on Ramsey's and not Josh, I think that um, 
for her to save that and use it in like a better week, not just to make sure that she gets Josh out is obviously the way smarter decision. And it's going to make for amazing television that, that she is going to, you know, he's going to go through the whole thing. He's probably going to wear a crown and a robe and carry like a, a you know, a, a, a walking stick or something during the damn nomination ceremony. He's going to give us a classic Natalie moment with the damn crown. And uh, that's what we need to see out of him because that will be amazing. And Josh, um, grab then... goddamn Christmas Walker and walk around that motherfucker. Okay, scoot, I mean, better scoot in there with a crown and a shawl on because it will be absolutely Knock the amazing. Knock the dust off that Walker. Yeah, it will be hysterical, and 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 they won't go home. So what will it matter? It will be amazing. I listen. I can't with the walker. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, Jerry of my season seventy-five years in the rebel walker. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The walker, the scooter, the I cannot. Can we just really talk quick about? Okay, I listen. I give it to Christmas. That bitch is bad ass. So everybody out there, don't send me any hate mail because I think Christmas is a bad ass bitch. Yes. Oh, okay. I think she's, she's a bad ass bitch. But I mean, for a minute there, like I was just like, how are you gonna have surgery and then come back and then go and then come back and then you get wet, your cast is wet, and you leave and you come back and now you're on a scooter and you're holding up a goddamn thing. I don't, oh. I don't understand. What What do you think about this whole thing, Jason, with Christmas? I mean. It's a lot going on. I think that it's nice that Big Brother just didn't tell her, sorry, Chip, you got to leave. I think that a lot of fans wish that probably that is what just happened. I just, my only thing on the Christmas staying around being injured is, uh, you know, you can, you can use that to your benefit or a hindrance in your strategy. If she's your ally, she's never going to win a comp to help, but she's always going to be a vote on your side. So, I mean, there are different ways to look at it. My main thing about it is that if she, if it's a veto comp- competition that she is incapable of playing in, like the one with the damn, like, tightrope or whatever, I think that her chip shouldn't even be in the box. She wouldn't be spoiling the, the players by telling them what the comp was. It would just be like, oh, she didn't get chosen by random. No big deal. But then she got chosen by random draw and then basically sat out during it. It only is a is a hindrance to the nominees of accessible players to social game with that might possibly use the veto on you. But also with the flip side of that is, oh, you might have a better percentage of winning the veto yourself because now you're only competing with, you know, four other people as opposed to five. But I just think that um, I like to see people that can actually, you know, there's a difference between throwing it and being banned to participate in it. So I just wish the Christmas could do a lot more of these topics, but good on her for, you know, I had bruised ribs for all of OTT, and I thought that was miserable. I can't imagine scooting around that house. That's all I'll say. Now, she still has a power, right? She's allowed she to. does. What is it? Take away somebody playing veto or yeah. out, like what is it that she? What is her power? I don't know. I get so drawn off by her, her power, walker and her scooter that I forget everything. <laughs> her power is whoever <laughs> is randomly chosen. So the three people that come out of the box, she could replace one of those. But what? She'll probably use it on a week that she won't even be able to do the veto comp, and she'll just be sitting there looking silly again. <sighs> 
please, big brother. I cannot do this. Like, I cannot with this. When I saw her rolling around the school, I said, no, no, no way. And then she's you know, the saddest part about holding it Holding off the red light with her like, leg on the scooter. Like, what is up with that? <laughs> well, I wish that when she had to vote from the hospital that they didn't just have her on telephone. I wanted them to, like, go to, like, a live webcast of her with her arm and, like, her leg. I wanted her to be, like, bandaged up and in a sling. Like, I wanted her <laughs> them to make it look real extra. Like, make her look like she fell down on again on the way to the, like, hospital. Put something wrapped around her head or something. <laughs> I just wanted it to be real dramatic. And instead, she was just on the phone. It wasn't that much fun. Uh, oh my God! Like I, when Julie said we'll have Christmas via phone from the hospital, I looked at Mama Costa, and me and her just basically just we lost it. Lost yeah. Oh, I would have peed myself it. laughing. Lost it. Like I couldn't even believe that this was coming out of Julie's mouth on Big Brother. <laughs> but this obviously has been the most dysfunctional. Um, hospital big brother I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, okay. they're all getting hurt. They're all fighting. It's it's amazing, though. It's, it's, it's making, you know, big brother of the last five years look like preschool. So the last caller touched a little bit about it, but let's just talk about gold, right? We all love about gold. 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 We love gold. Don't you love gold? Don't you love, like, treasure, a, 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 a a national treasure, Jason. And when I mean by gold, what I mean by national treasure is what is Kevin saying now? What is <laughs> Kevin doing now? Who is he talking about shooting up, stabbing up? Who is he talking about mojos? Who is he fathering? He is a fellow Massachusetts. Yes, he Please, is. Let's the serum. Let's talk he about me, Kevin. He makes me Ooh. like seem like I'm not even from New England. People thought I had a bad accent until they met Kevin. Like, damn. But Kevin is he is an amazing character find. I think that, you know, Kevin could have his own damn reality show just following Kevin around with his kids. Um, he is he's so dynamic. And he is absolutely, he's a walking soundbite. Anything that he says, even if it's correct, incorrect, said right, not said right, it all has such a perfect amount of flair. And, yeah, it's coming through. Kevin is coming off great. Am I the only one that's not mad that he's not a Big Brother fan? I'm like, you know what? At any other moment, I would have been like, damn. This is the thing about, you know, I know the fandom likes to watch fans play, but we also have to realize that there's many types of people in the world that don't give a damn about Big Brother. And a lot of those types of people are the types of people you need for house guests every year. We just can't cast the same like-minded people. So I think that it's amazing that Kevin could basically care less about the show, and that almost makes him a better character because he's not here doing it for show reasons. He's here for money. Yeah, and his kids obviously were Big Brother fans. So just to get everybody out there, he wasn't, like, picked out of, like, a standing room audience. No. His kids even said, Dad, so, we think that you'd be good so, for it. I would not be mad at them if they picked him in a damn auditorium full of people for no damn reason at all. I think that Kevin is no, amazing No, but he wouldn't but... be there unless his goddamn kids told him, Dad, we think you'd be great oh, for the show. Just be yourself. 
and go to this casting. And once they met him, they probably were like, oh, oh they my God. They probably fell this- in love. They, it was probably, like, <laughs> done. Like, I don't know if he went. Was he at an open call in Boston or something? He because went to an open call in Boston, correct. And just to get everybody's to facts together. No, just to get everybody's facts together. Derek put it on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, he met Kevin at the casting, and yes, he had spaghetti and meatballs with Kevin and his family after the casting because his okay. uh, daughter's asked. And uh, I just think it's funny, meatballs. Meatballs, yeah, what cool. are the chances? Apparently, apparently <laughs> I, I met Ramsey's at the open call I went to this year, but I feel bad because it was so early and I met so many people. Apparently, I don't remember meeting Ramsey's, but somebody told me I met them and that he, Ramsey's was a few people in front of him in line, so I must have met Ramsey's. So, um, yeah, shout out, to, shout out to the people you meet at open calls. Yeah, and I just want to say that I wish that um, either Derek or his daughters and one son had mentioned to him to keep – tell your stories, yes. But some of the stories, Kevin, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we <laughs> up in New England, you know what I'm saying? Like, Lady mm-hmm. Vulture type of shit, you know? Like, <laughs> they need to put, like, a, a big bleep over his face at that <laughs> point in time. You know what I mean? You know, it's just so funny. Kevin just is just a natural. He's not trying to be anything extra. He's just being himself. And if yeah. we could have more people like him, you know, it, it would be amazing, but I just I look, mean, I think we like, lose money on the subtitling budget because he does have to be subtitled a lot. And, like, I am from New England. I should know what the hell this man is saying. But um, sometimes I don't even know what he's mumbling about. Um, but I think that that's just one more endearing quality about him. Honey, I know everything that he's saying. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm all looking out <laughs> my windows like, but I hope nobody saw me here that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. We love you. Cannot wait to hang out with you at the finale. <laughs> um, okay, Jason. All right, let's let's talk about something a little bit kind of intense that's happening right now. Okay. Um, maybe there's people listening right now that are either involved in one aspect of it or the other because it's either you're on this side or the other or you just get don't want to get involved because you know what it's some stupid bullshit okay so let's uh-huh. talk about the raven uh exposed party uh her mama getting involved and her mama her mama now trying to actually expose people's addresses phone numbers calling DCYF on these people, trying to get their kids taken away, trying to get them fired because they're trying to expose Raven and Raven's on the show. Raven's put herself out there and people are just giving their opinion. And then the mama coming in and the mama putting the stuff out there is not right. No bueno. I I have not seen what the mother is. I've seen, you know, a little bit of the Raven exposed party thing. I've mainly tried to stay out of it. I, we all know I, I cause enough problematic drama myself. I would say that I think that Raven is probably exaggerating sometimes. I do see the things people say about, you don't need a new pacemaker. You just need batteries, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm not putting any much too much effort into WebMDing this girl's life and trying to self-diagnose her. I think that it's a it's always an, um, a mistake when anyone's family is ever out here on the internet 
saying anything while the season's on because you just sort of look a fool. Let everyone say whatever they want about your kid. You're probably still going to get more money on GoFundMe, blah, 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 blah. If, if, if Even if you do have ill intentions of just scamming for money, then you're still going to get your money. So you might as well just be quiet. Um, you know, last year we had – Cody and Paulie's dad all the time online defending them and making videos. I think that that didn't help them at all. And I think that that's exactly Raven's mom needs to take a pointer and just stay the hell off the internet. But, um, it, and you, you know how you extra call, the BB fans are, Jason? Yes, I'm someone because I don't like your daughter. That doesn't, that, yeah. you know, my kids are well fed regardless if I think your daughter's sick or not. Yeah, Jason, I mean, you know how extra the BB fans are. And there was actually BB fans that said, listen, to Raven's mom, the BB fans are extra. Just ignore it. Stay away from them. Don't even mind them. Pay attention to the people that have your daughter's back, that love your daughter for whatever else. You know, the reason why they love your daughter, we don't know why. We'll figure that out maybe in the future. But um, <laughs> that was some shade. But just stay away from them. She was like, nah, I'm putting everything out there, their addresses, which she did, their phone numbers, which she did, call their How jobs, she which they stuff? did. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, don't got like enough, I don't got enough time in the day for this. But um, what I'm saying is, like, I mean, your daughter Maybe is on a show. Maybe we shouldn't talk about Raven. I don't need Raven's mom finding out my phone number and leaking it to the internet. Oh, shit, Raven's mom, leave me alone. Don't be hooking my, like, don't hack into my Google Cloud, bitch. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> There's a Raven on the line. <laughs> no. um, I mean, I'm just saying, like, enough is enough. Like, your daughter went on TV, putting all this stuff out there, and then you got all this stuff out there about your past. You can only allow people to have their opinion. That's their opinion. If you don't like it, you press mute. You press block. You press whatever you want to press. But you right. don't go pressing their phone number or calling up, you know. Uh, they called Dog the Bounty Wait, they called Dog the Bounty Hunter. Did she call Dog the Bounty Hunter? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because she's trying to get a uh, check a from TV or whatever lowdown network they're on now. She's just scamming for another check of, oh, then great, we'll get this show to, like, help cover it. That's a true story. Uh, she really tried to get Dog the Bounty Hunter involved. Uh, I used true to love story. Dog the Bounty Hunter until I saw them on Twitter. It's unfortunate, but I, I really don't think that Dog the Bounty Hunter is wasting his time going after um, BB Internet trolls. No. I don't think so either, but, you know, not a good way to smear Dog the Bounty, Bounty Hunter's name all over the Internet. And we've talked way too much about this. Eh, done. Drop it. Mic done. <laughs> Boom. Okay? So, next on the agenda. Jason. Yeah. So, we've, we're like five weeks in. It feels like five months. Yeah, yeah. Right, who who right now for you are, you'd say you're, say, let's go top three. Who are your top three right now? Faith. My Faith. top three is uh, Elena, um, Alex, and Kevin. 
but um, Kevin, just because he's funny and everyone loves Kevin, but I feel like Elena, from even for beginning interviews, I thought, okay, this seems like a girl who in real life, me and her would have fun together. I can picture that she's sort of my type of girl. You know, she's she's a, definitely a, a party girl with some sass, and I'm definitely a party girl with some sass. So mm-hmm. I think that um, I, I like Elena because I feel like I understand her. Um, I think that at first I was a little bit like, who is Alex? What does she really offer? Um, what kind of character is she? Because I didn't really see it. And now I, I think that she is um, a strong competition beast, and she's definitely one of the few people there that seems like she won't just blindly follow Paul, and she actually will make other types of moves, whatever strategic decision she seems best. So and, and so I would say, um, yeah, Elena, Alex, and Kevin would be my favorite three. So people obviously want to know, so you think Alex did a good job with her HOH last week? I mean, no, I don't think that she did a good job with her HOH, but I don't think she did the worst job with her HOH either. I think that mm-hmm. um, she she did still get, like, her decision still did benefit Alex. Dominique saying was never going to be a help for Alex. Alex is someone who has sort of been on the outs since, you know, the initial grouping of with Jillian and Ramsey's. And I think that for her to best wiggle her way in, she needs to remove some of those other people. And I think that she's built her um, a secure spot in the house now. So I would say that um, Alex's HOH was a success because she's more secure this week than she was before her HOH. Yeah, and she is a beast comp. So she is a comp beast. I she is. Comp, comp she beast. is. She uh She's a hardcore bitch, so I, I like to see a, a girl I love, beating ass in the comp. To see, I, yeah, I love to see someone who gives it all in that comp. She doesn't. She's not going to be a girl throwing stuff this season. I can't see that. So, um, yeah. So, and you know, obviously, we talked about the likes. Ooh, who maybe you're not too crazy about? Can you give like three of your least favorites and reasons why? Um, Matthew is just a total piece of furniture. Like, I don't understand. He's really handsome and all, but other than being a handsome guy with silly voice and tattoos and what, yeah, like, I'm, I, I don't get what he's here for. Raven, I just find her really annoying. Her voice is annoying. The way she acts is annoying. The things she talks about is annoying. And actually, she's someone who I thought I was really going to like at the beginning of the season. And as it's, you know, very quickly, I realized, oh, I'm definitely not going to like Raven. And then um, I would also say Jason is at the bottom. As much as Jason is coming up now because I like his relationship with Alex, Jason has just always sort of been on the ignorant, problematic line. And uh, as much as I'm, I, I should not be judging anyone for, you know, saying dumb things since I'm the captain of saying dumb things. But, yeah, I, I've never been a fan of uh, Whistle Nut or Whistle Acorn or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> whistle Nut, I love it. Um, how do you feel about Matt's orange shirt? Do you think it's going to actually become – um, an invited Big Brother house guest and actually beat Matt at the end and walk out a winner? 
Um, I don't think anything that's touched Matt this early or any part of the game has any chance of winning. Matthew has no chance. Raven has no chance. None of Matthew's clothes have any chance. Honestly, the, the, the HOH like that has he's no actually, chance of winning. He's actually eating every cereal under the sun. I don't even know how it's possible that all he does is eat cereal. It's crazy. Well, this this is what my main shocker is there's not even that much cereal in that house. There's not even that many types of cereal. Right. The only time you get like a special type of cereal is when someone wins HOH. And that means he's basically eating everybody else's cereal. It's not that good a social game to eat all my cocoa pebbles before I get a bowl, okay, bitch? Don't touch some cocoa pebbles or them fruity ones either. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I never get the cocoa ones actually. But yeah, so you know, but then again, on OTT, Justin ate a whole lot of cereal, and, you know, he was eating everyone's cereal. But, yeah, you, most of the cereals provided by Big Brother are some bland, old, gluten-free checks and stuff. So he may be looking like he's eating a lot of cereal, but it ain't yummy cereal. No, it's not. All right, um, we're going to just go to the left and then to the right real quick of Big Brother 19. Okay, so to the left is the hiatus. That is no longer a hiatus of what I mean is Big Brother Canada is Canada. Um, It was a little weird for me. Now that I think about it, I'm like, okay, so a week and a half after they're done, they're going in a hiatus. Then, like, six weeks after that, now they're back. Do you think it was just a kind of, like, a decoy, a frenzy, um, a kerfuffle fuck? I mean, is that even a word? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, girl. Don't ask me educational stuff. Um, I don't think that that. I don't back. think it was. I don't think it was a ploy whatsoever. I think that um, when most Big Brothers in the past have canceled themselves, they usually will tell you right after said season happens. They won't make you wait around all year. So I think what Canada was doing was what most networks do when they actually do put Big Brother on hiatus. They tell you, you know, right after the current season. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that there just was such an overwhelming outpour from fans online that um, they have reconsidered. But I, I also did understand why they were doing it. I think that, you know, Network Global, who where it airs in Canada, already airs our Big Brothers. So they have it on twice a year there. You know, it is a much more saturated market than as much as it is like a special summer event here as it is in America. So I can see that um, as a TV network, you obviously want to always try new things and create new shows. And, you know, you really want to, you know, the the biggest hits are not stuff that's been on for years. Big Brother is never going to be number one in Canada. But, you know, maybe the new show Global Created could have been. So I think that I could see why they would go to hiatus, but I think they also see that it's such an easy show to make. It's so cheap to make. The fans love it. We're obsessed with it. We'll turn into it all the time. You're really not losing um, anything by not doing it. Well, I'm just glad it's back because Big Brother Canada, let me tell you, you bring it, you deliver it. We open up the pizza box. We eat it to the crust, honey. You know, we the best thing for everything. Big Brother Canada the best thing they need to do is somehow see if they can try to 
record and rate their ratings from elsewhere because a lot of the people watching and loving, you know, and a lot of the people that signed Save Big Brother Canada are not Canadian fans. They're fans from all over the world. So I think that um, if Big Brother could ever rank, you know, all the Australians and the UK and all the Americans that are watching Big Brother Canada, it would look like a far more success in the network of size. Well, thank you. You can and you will. So that's all I got to say, okay? Amen. And talk about giving us like 24 hours of... Honey, I was watching that for two hours. I said, what the hell? I'm watching like a like a cricket. What the hell? They got me, they got me up in this, in this watching black face and black noise and all this other stuff. I said, this is like intertwining. I said, goodness gracious. This is all epic and this is everything. So black face, black screen, black wine. I don't care. I'll even drink black wine, god damn it. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, Jason, now we went to the yes. left. Now we're going to go to the right. You, as, long as, as well as myself, and I'm sure a lot of other people out there, our BBUK fans, yeah, yes. um, very upset my Chanel went. I'm okay with Ellie going, though. I liked Ellie. Um, I think that they uh, were both good characters, but Chanel, you know, she was an amazing did, character from the did, beginning. How did Tom and how did uh, Charlotte beat this is how it works. It's vote to evict, and you know that's the thing. Is Chanel is a more a a polarizing character. She's always going to have a larger group of haters than the people that may be lovers of her, and that would be, you know, the lovers of her can only vote to evict other people. They can't, you know, all strategize together and say, okay, we're all going to vote out Charlotte instead. So I think that, um, you know, Chanel just did have a group of people that really didn't like her. And being in Big Brother UK, you never win that way. That's why many of our Big Brother UK winners are actually not the best characters of the season. They're just sort of one of the people that were able to get to the end because they weren't that loathable. So I, I, well, been, Jason, I miss Chanel, but me? honestly, I've been Isabel to win for a few weeks now, so it's okay that Chanel went because I'm going to need all of Chanel fans to be voting for Isabel to win. Yes. Well, Jason, you and me, you have actually risen to the top, the cream to the crop. I'm still in the basement, okay? They went up to the <laughs> attic. You went up to L.A., baby, okay? So they brought the best up to the attic. All right. They went to the attic. They be peeping. What do you think? Who do you think? There's only about a few days left. Who do you think's gonna take it home in BBUK? Honestly, I'm, I want Isabel to win. I'm Isabel to win. Love her. I'm hoping she does win, and I think that um, really never in, in Big Brother UK history has someone who's come in that late won. Um, so it'd be interesting, and it would sort of. I think that she is honestly one of the best characters we have left, and she showed. As much as she's funny and will do all the silly things Big Brother will make them do, when it comes down to a lot of things, Isabel has always taken the good high road and never really asked for too much acknowledgement for it. She went out for eviction and let Sam stay safe. You know, Isabel has constantly been a giver in there, and I think that um, she she deserves the win. I'm really hoping people like Raft 
don't win because he's showed all along that, yeah, he's a nice guy who's afraid of everyone touching or looking at him. But um, what what like I want to watch a journey. Whoever is in the BBUK, they need to have some sort of form of journey. And Isabel coming in as the orange girl that was only here because she slept with Kieran, um, and in blossoming into a full character in her own right is the type of uh, transformation I want to see. I love Isabel, and I do love Raph. I think Raph has just shown us. A lot. I mean, I know he's scared to be touched, and he has he's been scared, scared of, of a lot of things. He's scared I know, of I know. But he also showed us a side of him with him and Chanel, and um, he's he's been it's through true. a journey. He's been through a journey. He has, and I respect him for it. And so we'll see what happens. Um, Jason, honey, we have yeah. done a lot of talking shit. We probably got dog the bounty hunter after us. Uh-huh. I'm actually I'm actually looking outside and it looks like there's a raven outside my window ready to peck my goddamn screen open. So I mean a raven? It heard you talking all that shit. <laughs> Listen, I know people up on Federal Hill, Raven. Don't even make me get Kevin's peeps and my peeps after you. But anyway, <laughs> um, we're gonna be finishing this up, um, Miss Cherry Pie. Uh, I know we're probably not going to be able to take any callers, but is there anything you want to ask, Jason, before we finish up? See, the raven got her. The crickets got her. <laughs> Dog the bounty hunter has gotten cherry pie. This is no bueno. Okay. Well, Jason, thank you so much for calling in, giving your opinion. Um, Ain't nothing but a Just to let you know. We would love to have you back near the end so that we can, you know, dot our T's. Well, dot our I's and cross our T's, right? We could dot our T's too yes. if we want to. Shit, we could do anything we want. This is you can do we whatever can do. we want. We can do whatever we want. And uh, just to give you a warning, I will be in L.A. for, uh, you know, the finale, you know. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Come on with it, girl. So, uh Thank you so much for calling in. Do you have anything Thanks. else you want to tell? Would you like to say anything to Dog the Bounty Hunter in case he's listening? Just anything out no, there to all our listeners. No. I'm not worried about Dog the <laughs> Bounty Hunter, girl. I ain't got no warrants. He ain't coming to my house. Um, no, and thank you for having me as always. Thank you to all your listeners. Thank you to Cherry. I hope you guys are lovely. have a lovely night. Um, because I, it, it's thank so you, funny. Jason. It is night over where you are. Oh, no problem. Oh, um, but yeah, you, but yeah, you guys have a lovely <clears throat> night and thank you as always. We love there was you, a caller with the, there was a caller that had well, pressed the one, but I went to check on them and they're not there. There's no answer. So see, see, it's the raven. They, the raven goes and comes. It's like <laughs> it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. It, it is. We just. We we know all about that um, coming and going and you know fake um, you know anyway we're not gonna get into that <laughs> okay girl Jason I love you thank I you, you. and we will talk me. to you soon love okay you. bye guys bye bye Jason take care all right well I mean try to get everything answered try to get everything worked out. 
and I think we might have more questions and answers come to certain situations like Dog the Bounty Hunter, all that kind of stuff. We don't want Dog the Bounty Hunter calling any of our work, so we all want to have employment. So sorry if we ruffled any raven feathers. We're just here doing our job, me and Cherry, to bring you guys the best. And we did. Jason, Roy, BB, 17 over the top. He knows it better than anybody. He just recently got off, so he knows what's up. He let us know what he uh, – I'm curious, actually, Cherry, to see when he comes back near the end of the season, if it's still Elena, Alex, and Kevin as his top three. Um, we will see because we know with this Big Brother house, Cherry, changes like our underwear changes, hopefully daily, if not two times a day. <laughs> Hey, Cherry Pie. Well, I mean, thank you, everybody, for calling in. Thank you, chat room. Uh, make sure you guys are tuned in next week. I'm going to have another amazing, epic uh, show, as usual, as we always do. Me and Cherry Pie always do it. So uh, stay tuned for that. Cherry, I guess it's time to close out the show, right, girl? Absolutely. Cherry Pie, happy birthday, by the way. Do- Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, Cherry Pie. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. I'm getting a shot in my spine tomorrow afternoon. Ooh. So that hopefully I will feel better by Saturday on my birthday and yeah, I'll be able to enjoy myself a little better. Um, I hope so, babe. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh <laughs> Not the the injection in my spine so much, but looking forward to my birthday. So, yeah, of course, but the injection to make you feel better for your birthday. So, can I get an amen and an hallelujah to a good shot, please? <laughs> there you Jesus. go. Take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, I want to wish everybody a wonderful week and a great weekend. Think of me on Saturday. And have have a drink for me. And we'll be back here next Monday to do it all over again with our host, Michelle Costa. She always has great guests and always has a great show. So don't miss it. Be back here next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Do it all over again. We're going to close the show with Ron, as we always do. Everybody, take care, stay cool, and make sure you're here with us next Monday. Here's Ron to close the show. Good night, all. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. bless you and thank you for listening to the show and it was a great one
It's always a great one with our Michelle Costa. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. I mean, good night. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. What a great show it was with tonight with Jason. Really enjoyed it. He's always a great guest. Good night, Michelle. Take care and have a great week. And I hope you feel better, babe. And you as well. Happy birthday, babe. And we will celebrate Monday. There you go. Thank you, hon. That's a wrap for us tonight. Good night, all. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.